So today, I think that I'm going to start a podcast or some sort of just diary. I don't know exactly what this is going to be, but I thought I think that there are some things in life that I find very intriguing, and it's mostly I think it's a way for me to learn more about the things that I understand, why I understand things the way I do, and it's more of an analysis, really. Um, so I come from a background, I'm not, you know, I have no credentials as a psychiatrist or as any sort of practitioner. I'm just, you know, I'm kind of like a backyard scientist type of a person. And it's not always easy. A lot of the times I think that we take from a more empirical stance, a more experiential stance, the things that we learn in our lives. You know, um, when you learn something, like in school or in life or work, everything has a certain amount of pragmatism. There's a reason why you learn something. And sometimes it's not so clear. You know, um, being a college student in my last semester, I have four classes to go and I'll get my bachelor, bachelor's degree. Um, I've been exposed to several different ideas and um, one of the things that I think is the metaphor for how we navigate these ideas is it's kind of like a quilt. It's like a, a patterned quilt of ideas that you have to sew together. And how you sew it really determines the end product of, of how it works and, and what it looks like and, you know, what style you're going for with the, the variations in how your thought patterns work. That's one way to look at it. It's kind of the, the fabric we interweave in how we come to know what we know as people, as, as you know, just as an individual, as a group, as some sort of identity. You know, you are a person, whether you are a certain person, or you're part of a group, or you consider yourself as part of, you know, I am the self. A lot of that goes back to, um, you know, like the, psych the psychology of how human beings operate. And so you look at people like Aristotle, you look at people like Socrates... Um, you look at people even like Carl Jung, who was fascinated by dreams. People who, throughout history, have kind of questioned what it is to be human, and what, what brings us to the knowledge of where we are to be, who are we, are, who are we going to become, um, why, why we act certain ways. A lot of it is psychological, a lot of it is physiological. Some people... For example, and this is what I've studied recently, is um, there used to be this guy and he worked on the railroad back in the 1800s. And this is a little bit gruesome, but uh, they used to blast dynamite to, to, to make way for the train tracks. So um, they blasted the dynamite, but a steel rod went through this guy's cranium and into his skull and out the other end. And they thought he was going to die, but it turned out when they took the when they took the metal rod out of his head, he survived. And how intriguing is that to 
have a person who is perfectly able and perfectly functionable um, basically have something foreign lodged into their cranium, but when they take it out, he's still able to survive. They patched him up, you know, did the best thing that they possibly could in the 1800s with the medical technology available, and the guy survived, but he was markedly different, you know. On a very smaller scale, we have... And, you know, to, to kind of give you perspective, I understand this perspective already, but I'll give you the perspective of what happened. The guy changed his entire habit of how he operated in life. He, uh, he was seen at the bar more often, drinking and engaging in hedonic, you know, living for the now type uh, behaviors. Um, he he had a very big temper, more so than he already had, because he worked on the railroad, and of course, rough and tough people who work on the railroad oftentimes are high blood pressure, um, very, very skilled at physical labor. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's that profile of people. But he was very much markedly more angry at people, and more um, more neurotic, I guess you'd say, in the sense that he would become... Uh, agitated at the very thought of conflict, you know, or not necessarily conflict, but some sort of um, stimulus that made him, it was like a trigger, and if you, like, anyways, we'll get into that later, but sometimes in life, we have that railroad effect, you know, we have that metal rod that gets into our psyche, into like our behaviors, and it knocks us off course and makes us have different behaviors. And I find that fascinating, you know, that we are such fragile human beings that something simple, like a, a change in the tracks of a train, can cause the whole train to go in the wrong direction. Um, you see this all the time with the way people view social media, no longer is social media, in my, in my argument, no longer is social media a platform where we have people expressing ideas. It's more or less a, an Orwellian tool used to weed out people who we disagree with or, you know, and it's, it gets used by that purpose more and more and more as we get into this um, almost like an identitarian way of understanding our reality. And yeah, of course, we don't want people doing horrible things with their freedom of speech. I mean, who would want to be, you know, told a certain thing that they entirely disagree with? And, but, but you know, I mean, that's not to justify what people have done. That's, there's some horrible things people have done with their freedom and with their ability to enact both good and bad. But more and more I see kind of the, the barrier for entry into um, into the ability for people to be judged a certain way becoming lower and lower and lower. And maybe that's maybe that's to some extent, that's a little bit of progress, because that means that we don't accept certain ideas. 
But in other aspects, that means that people who would otherwise be normal, normalized in a society, or normalized as, as a human being, who simply speak a view that somebody doesn't like, that can also have effects. You know, you can lose your job if you basically said something somebody didn't like or that there was a consensus that some somebody didn't like and you didn't even mean what somebody told you you know what what this group or what this ideology told you was incorrect and maybe you're wrong but you know i mean it seems like we demonize being wrong over teaching people what is right and that's the failing of our civilization Maybe, though, the thing that I find intriguing about it is that um, if you really look at it, we don't have room to be wrong anymore. Back in the 20th century, um, you had groups, even the government, looking into supernatural means, um, like artifacts of, you know, just like religious uh, significance in order to win wars and... Like, there were whole groups and societies based on pseudoscience and different observations of viewpoints that would point to almost like a, an occult-type mentality. That was considered the norm. And how dangerous is that when you've got a society of people who believe a certain way, um, almost dogmatically, um, and who, who think that, you know, wishing something into existence is going to fix something. You know, there is a certain sense of that is a human trait. We believe what we want to believe, and that's what becomes our reality. But we shouldn't automatically just give up our cancer medications and, you know, go in front of a shrine or do something, you know, supernatural in order to be healed... Although I would say the placebo effect is such that sometimes that does happen. You know, you want to have the best outcome, well, you maximize the placebo effect to the best ability that you can, but you don't rely on it because you understand it's a placebo. Um, in What I find intriguing is the way that societies originate, you know, the way that we organize. Part of it is, I think... Indicative of survival, there's a survivability aspect that people together over the millennia have survived um, most effectively in groups. But I think I see that changing. I see that changing significantly in the landscape of social media. It's no longer a place that you go to find survival. It's a place where you go to find criticism and um, it's geared more instead of toward survival, it's about how well can you thrive and do you fit in with a certain ideology or a certain group or a certain subset of beliefs. And if you don't, then, and you try to join our civilization or, or a different civilization, um, you should be ostracized and you should be, um, I don't know, I wouldn't say that it's intentional. I wouldn't say that, like, when somebody gets fired from their job for something they say, that is 
a matter of intent? Yeah, of course. Like, you don't want somebody saying something horrible. But what if it was mundane? What if it was something where they grew up in an, an environment where they knew nothing else and they fulfilled their end of the bargain of their social contract in a time of less progress and they're just simply expressing their views as they see the best that they can? I mean, that the thing of it is, though, is ultimately we choose what we do. We don't choose the consequence, though. You know, um, but I find it fascinating, especially amongst older um, wasp individuals, um, my grandmother included. Um, they were born in a very different environment. And to a certain extent, I discount a lot of the ideologies and the, the different things they grew up with because I was not born in that environment. I find it horrendous when, say, for example, your grandparents, um, and I'm not going to throw them under the bus as people, but I will say that any sort of belief or any sort of indication that harms other people, even if not intentional, that's not appropriate. We live in a world now where we should be holding hands and helping each other and not bickering and destroying each other. Have we not learned from the 20th century what humanity is capable of when it comes to sociocentric beliefs, beliefs that ostracize specific people, and, you know, especially with everything going on? You know, I'm not going to say that I'm a bastion of uh, just progressive belief and like I am just a like a city set on a hill but I'm a you know like who says that you know what I mean but I'm gonna say I have a unique perspective on the matter um, it's not so wrong of me to understand um, both sides but not to hold to one of the sides Aristotle although he was misquoted said something to the extent that it's important for an educated mind to entertain beliefs, but not accept them. He didn't say that directly, but he paraphrased that's what people have said. And I think it's very important to be able to entertain ideas, um, read books that people might not like, but not, to the in not for the intent of becoming a victim of propaganda or... Uh, perpetuating a narrative, but for, for the intent of understanding the reasons why people act in destructive ways. Um, a really prominent reason why you'd want to do this is uh, you take a look at colleges in the social sciences, um, and this is something that I've found that's really interesting. There's not a lot of people who have right-leaning views in um, social psychology. Everything is based on a sense of like. And I wouldn't. I, maybe I'll qualify that. You know, I don't. I'm not. I'm talking about fundamentalism. Um, I'm not talking about right-leaning views because, and that's my failing. You know, I might uh, generalize depending on my experiences and my empiric, my empirical experiences. I live in a state where um, not many people like believe in vaccinations as far as 
being a good thing. Um, and that's really hard for me. I deal with people all the time who have a specific worldview or a specific ideology, where in not to not to generalize, but every in every single situation we make generalizations based on our experience. My experience has been such that if you even bring up any sort of, um, and this is sad, really, you should be able to speak your mind. If you bring up any sort of um, ideology or any sort of uh, mechanism that goes against fundamentalism uh, in in the in the regards of Christianity, and you talk to the wrong people about the wrong thing, you're going to be deeply hated for what you say. I have a perspective, and it's not it's not a persecution type thing, like many people like to believe. I don't believe in martyrism. I believe everybody has the right to say what they believe. But I do see that sometimes what you talk about, you don't get to choose the consequences of what people perceive or what people say about you. Um, and where it's, where it's a situation where my whole family is that way, I am one of the only exceptions to the rule. I think I have a unique perspective that I can share with a lot of people. Um, it's not exactly, you know, pertinent for me to discuss things personally to the effect that I'm identified. But if anybody else is living under sort of a, 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 I don't know, like people, I seem to function well because I'm able to, and this is sad to say, realistically, if you really look at my life, I've had to be quiet about what I believe and what I understand to be reality, because if I am loud, I get drawn out, you know. That doesn't mean that it's less free. I actually arguably feel more free with being able to be quiet about what I believe in, living a private life, as some might say. And, the, and it's ironic because people on social media who have accounts who just lambast all of their opinions, they are the ones who are more likely to get fired from their job, or to have some sort of issue, or to have issues with even employment. Recruiters look specifically for individuals who are outspoken on applications to see if their, like, their views or their expressions of opinion match up with business ideology. You might call me a corporate person for not having a social media, or you know, staying anonymous. But it's also interesting to see that people who don't have that proclivity of having a social media in different, um, and who stay kind of under the radar and nobody knows who they are, they tend to have a better ability to express their freedom in real life because nobody can take a hold of what they say or what they do and misconstrue it to the extent that they are ostracized, or they are demonized, or they are held in ridicule for simply being who they are. Now, to the extent that being who you are is hurtful to another person, 
that's where I draw the line. You should never be intentionally hurtful or vengeful or express anger in ways that are unhealthy. The maxim is that the person who is angry is um, in danger of hellfire. <laughs> to take from the Christian perspective, and I'm, I'm not necessarily what you would call, uh, you know, I'm not a Christian, but I'm also not going to discount millennia of art and culture as something trivial. I do take a very, I don't take a Bronze Age mythology approach to what I believe, but I also understand it for its literary purpose. I understand the metaphor, the symbolism is very important. I, I could say that um, part of me being religious and growing up um, in a very religious environment, I was exposed to a lot of the vices and virtues of religion. It was only until I became an adult that I sort of changed my tune on a lot of things. I saw a lot of problems. I also saw, I saw some hellfire and I saw some salvation happening. But I also saw that a lot of it didn't make sense. A lot of it wasn't exactly what you would say just. It, good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people not because people are good or people are bad, but because the rain falls on everybody. So I've, I've developed, I think what I've developed is a more, uh, it's a view of stoicism, meaning that I try to control what I can control, and if I can't, I just recognize that I can't, and I get on with my life, you know. There's no sense of piety in my life. I'm very crude. I'm very rude. But I also don't speak the rudeness of my opinion over the pulpit or over the radio or on social media. You know, I, I try to get things done as best as I can. But it's also not geared toward, you know, an identity. I don't feel like I am an identity. I feel like I'm a person and like I'm an individual. I'm my own factory of whatever bullcrap comes to mind. <laughs> but hopefully it's not bullcrap. Hopefully it's something useful that I can use and I can take and I can make myself more productive. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is not something I should make a podcast out of. Maybe it's something I should make just a recording out of that I can understand the way I think. This is a little bit more personal, but maybe it helps people. You know, I don't know. That's up to you guys to decide, but that's kind of a foray into the way I think. Um, just, you know, it's not exactly always conventional, but it's also, also not dogmatic in convention. If you can take yourself outside of your comfort zone and make yourself a little uncomfortable, that's great. But it's also important to recognize that the things that you say are not reminiscent about who you are necessarily. They're just entertaining different aspects of thought 
And the moment you identify with your thought or what you're saying, that's when it becomes a problem. And that's the problem with social media and all of these, um, just these things. They make almost like a graven image of who you are. And people judge you for what you say when sometimes it's just dependent on who you were for the moment. It has nothing to do with your character, who you are, what you are about. It has everything to do with maybe I missed the bus, or maybe I was angry, or maybe I had some sort of emotional reaction, but nobody's going to know that. But if you say something that somebody doesn't like, or a group doesn't like, or, you know, never the, nevertheless, it's your responsibility to take ownership for what you say, and it might have been, it might have not been something that you really wanted to say. So my, my sort of take on it is if you want to be free in life, don't allow people to identify you on the internet. Don't, don't fall victim to the idea that I need to be involved on social media or stuck to my phone or on the computer or watching TV or connected to this hive mind of just, you know, to a certain extent, it's barbarism. You know, who would want to be chained to a phone, like with shackles? Nobody. But we don't need a chain or shackles to want to be on our phone all day. It just happens to hijack our dopamine receptors in our brain. My challenge for myself is to keep myself clear of being identified and maybe this podcast is antithetical to that statement, but it's also it's also understandable, you know, given the climate of everything going on. It's not something that we should take lightly. The fact that everybody is codified and um, we're moving toward a more socialized democracy, that's a fact, and... We don't know what the future holds. We don't know the consequences of everything that we do. 20 years down the road, somebody could be super successful and a millionaire, and something they said 20 years ago when they were making, you know, seven twenty-five an hour working at a company or wherever they are, that could come back to haunt them. This is not something that has ever happened to humanity. You know, especially during the 20th century, people made insane amounts of mistakes. And yet we hold people like um, John F. Kennedy, who was a notable racist, in high regard for being able to lead the country because we have an ideology, like an idealistic view of who that he was. We don't care about his actions. It's changed. The landscape is entirely changed. No longer do we care about somebody's accomplishments and what they were able to do big picture. We now care about the little, little tiny things, which sometimes are actually big things. I don't think I, I really like John F. Kennedy. If you were to have a John F. Kennedy in the 21st century in 2020, I'm sure he would be really, really, like, it just wouldn't be somebody I'd really want to vote for if he had those views, you know, um, times change, but people don't. And that's the problem. People are in a, people are 
similar to who they were a hundred years ago, but our systems and our navigations and our different adaptations have all changed. The way we express ourselves changes, the way we look at the world changes, the way we even get out of bed changes. You know, just humanity changes in general. So the whole point of this podcast is not to make me or the people who listen to it feel comfortable necessarily. It's to express um, just some advice or some, some worldviews that I've entertained without accepting. A lot of the things I say are not who I am. I'm a very different person. But it's in the, in the process of thought, if you don't operate under the idea that you need to entertain ideas, and it's more everything I think is a product of who I am, you're never going to get outside of your comfort zone. You're never going to explore Mount Everest if you think that you're part of the mountain. Those are my thoughts for today. Um, so the takeaway is that the the way we express ourselves has changed fundamentally. And the takeaway is that when it comes to social media or the way we express ourselves in society, being able to be anonymous or, uh, you know, somebody who is not identified by mass media or by... Um, by what people would say the Twitter mob or the Facebook mob, that's a very useful trait to have in the survivability of mankind. That's why I don't have a social media. I don't have a Twitter. I try not to post anything that I can be identified by. And it's not that I'm silent. It's that I'm smart. That doesn't mean I'm necessarily smart. Every business needs some sort of front end to contact customers. But it means that I've taken my personality out of something that might take away my personality. If you take your personality out of things in life that take away your personality, and you forbid yourself from drinking the dregs of the bitter cup when it comes to um, just the consequences that may happen, you are better off. You're better off in life. That's all I need to say, and that's kind of what I've thought about today.